Hey, I'm Chef John, and we're talking about food. Uh, I was pondering topics for this week's blog in the podcast, and I was surfing the web trying to find something interesting, and this alert popped up on my phone. FDA approves use of genetically modified pigs. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, I had to dig into this a little bit further this week. Uh Bioengineered foods, uh, genetically modified, it's a very controversial subject. In 2016, there was a law passed that all food products containing genetic modifications had to be labeled as such. Some companies are disclosing that now, but really it won't be until 2022 when it's a legal requirement. They have to do it. Uh, They're kind of proud of it, though. They're touting it up and down, but... Generally speaking, I think most consumers at this point are unimpressed. Uh, genetic modifications, you mainly find that in soy products, wheat, uh, commodity markets of that such. Uh, the whole idea of genetic modification in that is that it makes it less appetizing to the bugs. Uh, you get some higher crop yields. They're more resistant to disease. Protein, that's a whole other story. There's only been one protein that gained approval from the FDA for human consumption, and that is actually salmon. This comes from a company called Aqua Advantage. In 2015, they actually got the approval for it, but there's some environmental concerns. We'll bring that up here in a few minutes. And labeling laws being bandied about Congress and you know how indecisive our Congress is right now. So the salmon is still, it's not available in U.S. markets yet. This company, Revivacore, it's a Canadian pharmaceutical company, and they developed a genetically modified pig. Now, the interesting thing about this is this is the first FDA-approved product for both food and medical use. Well, we know... Pigs, of course, are commonly used in making drugs such as heparin, which is a blood thinner, and it's also believed that many transplant rejections are due to what's called alpha sugars. And the use of pigs in xenotransplantation, yeah, say that five times fast, which that basically just means using animal tissue for human healing, it's it's not a new subject. They've been experimenting with that for years. These are called gal-safe pigs. And they're modified to remove what's called alpha sugar from the cells. Now, alpha sugar, commonly called alpha-gal, is believed to be the cause. It's the reason most people are allergic to beef, pork, and lamb. But this is a pharmaceutical company, so it was really reviewed mainly for medical use. But it's considered safe for human consumption. You're not going to run to the grocery store and buy this anytime soon. Uh, When it does hit the markets, which could be many years from now, uh, it's only going to be by mail order. Gal-safe pigs are mainly bred just for medicine, and for that reason, there's no changes as far as taste, nutritional value, shelf life, nothing like that changes. So the question on my mind is, who's going to eat this? Well, we'll be back in a minute here, and we're going to try to answer that question. Hi, I'm Chef John. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, 
we're talking about genetically modified pigs. So, and you know, the thing is, most people really don't know what GMO is. You know, in 2018, Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, did a study on genetically modified foods and all and found that most people think that genetically modified meat is just going to be gross. Yet, while most companies are touting the notion, nobody's that interested. But since the FDA really hasn't fully investigated the consumption side of this, we don't know if it's safe with people with alpha-gal syndrome to eat this meat or not. So what reason is there to choose it over less expensive pork from a larger company? Well, I think it's safe to assume at this point that gal-safe pigs are going to be a little more scrutinized before entering the meat market. Uh, Aqua Bounty, which is the parent company of Aqua Advantage, who's doing the genetically modified salmon, uh, this salmon grows at a faster rate, uh, 45 days or so, uh, and there's, the lifespan on it is very short. One of the problems they had was that people were concerned that this modified salmon was going to get out into the environment, some sort of accidental release. Well, Aqua Advantage says that this is not going to cause any undue stress on the natural fish stocks that are out there, simply because they're sterile anyway. And I kind of want to mention the point that there's only one plant in the United States, it's in Indiana. How are you going to accidentally release this into sam into the natural salmon stocks? I mean, it's just way away from anything that's naturally out there. But, you know, one of the problems right now is that aside from Congress fighting over this, that, and the other thing, as far as whose idea it actually was and who gets credit for it, uh, labeling concerns and they can't, Congress is not keeping up with the technology. Uh, new laws are just not moving fast enough to keep up with everything that we're doing now. So this is going to get held up for a while. Now, Revivacore says that these pigs are going to be raised in a much more stringent environment, higher standards than those of conventionally farmed pigs. Well, look at what's going on with Aqua Advantage right now, and we're going to see a lot of questions that are going to bring out delays in getting this to the market. And it's probably not a bad thing because you want the regulators and the investigators to determine what are the allergic properties of this. Are people with alpha-gal syndrome who are allergic to this alpha sugar, are they going to really safely be able to meet eat this uh the other question is is you know what what happens with the pig here i mean taking these alpha sugars out of their cells and breeding them this way is there a benefit to the pig is it a disadvantage to the pig what do these alpha gal sugars really have to do with the way the pig is raised or the overall health of the pig i think that's a lot of questions that need to be asked but Mainly, it's the allergen thing, because that's going to be the only selling point on this. Hey, you might be allergic to this raised pork, but you can eat ours because you won't be allergic to it. And 
that's really, I think, going to be the only selling point on it. I don't see this as getting really popular. I don't see any health advantage to it. And like I said earlier, it doesn't taste better. The shelf life isn't any longer, so I'm just going to keep eating what I'm eating and not worry about it. Hey, thanks for tuning tuning in. Uh, this is the end of Season 1. This is our 12th episode, and I want to thank everybody who's been listening and following along with us, uh, reading the blogs, listening to the podcast, watching our videos on YouTube. Uh, it's been a good season, and we'll be back with Season 2 probably uh, in January. Got lots of new topics to cover. So we hope you'll tune back in, and this is Chef John signing off and saying happy eating. <laughs>